Hello, everybody. Welcome to, well, you know, editorial, what we like to call Tisu Anwatu, the people behind the social media, the articles and the videos. So this is just a chill session with the editorial team. We'll basically just talk about, you know, anything and everything. So um, the team is comprised of, guys, introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Farai, uh, one of the writers on the blog. Um, what else should I say, man? I, I write articles. Uh, <laughs> I like gaming. The man wears a do rag, so so yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, more yeah, of what he does. Pretty cool dude, but yeah, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> uh, let, let's not say pretty cool dude. The second coolest person in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the coolest? Oh snap! Who's the coolest? No, nah, nah, there's no coolest person. It's just you know everybody has to be the second coolest. So we, so we just all sit on the same rank. <laughs> Uh, keep them. Keep them. <laughs> Is it my turn now? Oh, yeah, it's your turn. Have you guys <laughs> finished arguing? <laughs> uh, I'm Shami. I'm the social media editor at TechZim. Nice to meet you, Shami. Hey, Shami. <laughs> Is this an AA meeting? <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. Um, it's it's an editorial meeting. I'm Ed. I'm the guy that does, uh, well, pretty much the creative stuff. So if it's a flyer, if it's a video, if it's a competition, most likely I've done it. So yeah, that's that's me. I'm just the guy that creates stuff. The magician. <laughs> the wizard. Oh, yeah. Knife. That guy. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> Munuyawe. I don't know which one to pick. Munuyawe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> uh, and lastly, your host of the least, Valentine, another writer of Texan. Um, I don't know how to describe myself. I think an excessive rambler, a, a conspirator or conspiracy theory fan. Yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Did you say conspiracy theory fan? I like conspiracy theories, man. The far-fetched is the best stuff. What, what, what do you think about 5G and COVID-19? It's possible. Really not, it's not possibly not connected. <laughs> oh, my word. And then this is the guy writing news. Oh, my word. Really? <laughs> going to be chaos. Ah, it's going to be chaos. <laughs> All right, so so since this is this, this is the first foray into this, um, we should you know observe the rules of etiquette and go and let Shami go first. So Shami, so spotlight, do your thing. What's on your mind? Wow, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally on the spot. Okay, so something I've actually been thinking about. I I was reading comments on it the other day, and it's something I wanted to ask you guys. So I'm gonna ask you now. And the question was basically. This is so random, but as a newlywed, I'm going to ask it. Should a woman kneel when she serves her husband dinner? No. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter. You saw this on Twitter, right? <laughs> I think I saw this on Twitter as well, yeah. I saw it on Facebook. Well, I'll be the first to say I am not married. Uh, Valentine, when you're editing this, you can post my number so that you know that you can me. I'm not married, so my opinion doesn't count for much. But I don't think she should. I really don't. I. Uh huh. Yeah, it's that's for old-fashioned people, man. I'm not. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Are you really not that guy? I, I, you kind of seem like that guy. Mm, that I knew. Nah, no, 
that's that's excessive. That's excessive. What what may be from 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 the thing in 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 your house? What's happening? Are you kneeling? Because we might ta- we might have to take some points away from you. <laughs> Oh, nah, fam. You know what the thing is? No, but but again, uh yeah, for me it's not it's not how I was raised either. Like I, I I come from a very liberal home. So that's not something I ever did. So I can't start doing it now because then it's kind of pretentious, like, okay, but you're not you're not doing it because you want to do it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's not something I ever did. But also, like you guys know my husband is not traditional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in his ethnic persuasion, <laughs> so so it wouldn't make sense. Like he wouldn't understand what I'm doing. Yeah, you'd confuse the man. <laughs> yeah. So no, I and personally, I don't. I don't think it should be done. I think if you want to do it, it's fine, but not by force. You guys, the floor is hard. Like it's not even funny. I don't <laughs> see the point. <laughs> no, I think it goes back to what you said. Like you said. I wasn't I wasn't raised like that. I think that's where it goes back to. For people who are raised like that, I don't think it's it's anything that's necessarily like super hard to do. But if if you mm. didn't yeah, see it, I yeah. didn't see it. I didn't see it, so I I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think that's how respect is shown. So I wouldn't feel a type of way. But this is me projecting. Like I said, I'm not a married man. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was hard when I get married, man. Most. I was actually about I was actually about to say that's a that's a good dynamic you've brought to it where you where you mentioned that hey uh is this something that is used as a as a sign of respect because now it's now it's not diving into that whole scenario of uh will your man see it the same way or will your man demand it in that way do you they want you to kneel because to them it's like <laughs> dude i'm the man of the house you have to or is it uh is it just plain hey uh yeah i was raised seeing my mom and my sisters do this comes natural it's it's less of a respect thing and more of a cultural thing where hey man it's just in the culture for you to do things this way uh not saying you should not saying means something specific like respect but something that i'm just accustomed to because i grew up in it. Oh, okay. What about Valentine? Valentine hasn't said something. This man is suspect. You want to Okay, um i'm legit of the opinion that i think even culturally women are not second class citizens. I think they're unique beings mm-hmm. who should be treated with respect. I i i'm i'm a i'm a hardcore liberal, so i believe that was the cultural norms of kneeling and and you know hardcore liberal yeah man hardcore <laughs> liberal i'm like oh no, that the... sounds like extremist what does that mean hardcore <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's it's like i'm i i, I like are you liberal. antifa <laughs> no no not antifa I, I wouldn't get that far well okay okay let's not sidetrack i'm gonna sidetrack for two seconds and say yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. principles of antifa <laughs> i think are correct anti-fascism is, is a real thing like fascism is just bad but how it's been morphed these days eh in about that but going back to the point um nah women shouldn't kneel they shouldn't i think we need to we need to begin to the point we need to get to the point where we begin to raise girl children in the sense that they they do realize that they are an active member of society that they're not a passenger and i think cultural norms and people might hate me for saying this in this case are wrong because I, I, I i'm not about that 
I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Eh? Like, I feel like, yo, we're going to argue about this for a while. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if, if someone is, like, I think Shami or Ed said this, like, if, if someone is doing it because it, it comes naturally to them and that's their way of, like, gassing you up, for lack of a better term, that's their way of, like, um, I don't want to say exalting because, yo, that sounds like a deep term. Say, Isn't it exalting? That's just the way of <laughs> I think it. I don't. I don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's that deep. I think it's just. It's like someone calling you by your totem. Yeah, exactly. It's just stroking your ego, essentially. It's like stroking your ego. If if the person wants to do it, why not? If they don't want to, eh, cool. That's how I see it. Just it's 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 a do you kind of thing. Yeah. Yep, well, that, yeah, people 100%. better discuss it before they get married, then, because that. <laughs> that would be an issue. <laughs> but I thought, I thought, like in the dating phase, people kind of like hash some of these things out. No, no, no you just no. jump in. You, you'd be lying to each other <laughs> in the dating phase. You're telling each other sweet nothings. You know, you know, it's all good. It's all bad. Then when you're on lockdown, I'm not yeah, I'm coming through with a, with a contract to the first date. Oh, yes. If you do not kneel at this restaurant, I'm out. <laughs> Take the food from the waiter's hands and kneel before me, yeah. and then I'll receive why, the food. Why you let the waiter do it? <laughs> Show your man some mistake. <laughs> uh, I'm joking, guys. So that this doesn't become one of those clips that you know someone like cuts off like 10 seconds and they're like, you heard what he said. You know, we're actually going to use this <laughs> exactly for a clip. Exactly what he meant. We're going to use this for a clip because that is the perfect way to caption the whole kneeling thing and misogyny in general. Uh, all right. You guys are going to throw me under the bus like this for views. Oh my views, God. man. For the views, for the clout. <laughs> <laughs> Only I doing it. All right. Uh, so we'll move on to the next, I'll call them unfortunate being. Obviously, it's going to be the second coolest person, Dolce Fari. You're next. Why did you say obviously? How how is it obviously going to be me? <laughs> my stickers like in everything. What's happening? You must speak on everything. You have an opinion on everything, so you must speak on all matters. You next, man. What's on your mind? Oh man, what's on my mind? It's such it's 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 weird. After what we just talked about with Shami, it's like such it's a it's a dramatic turn, and and now I feel like the community is going to be like, damn, these nerds, man, the nerds are here. But my my thoughts right now are on the. Um, <laughs> I own a PS5 and the Xbox, man. Um, what are we getting, guys? For I think Ed Ed did say he's gonna be he's gonna be getting a console this time around. I don't know Valentine. I'm certainly getting one. Shami, I don't know about you. Are you a gamer like that? Is your is your husband a gamer like that? Uh, my husband is. I am not. No, is, is, are you get, so are you getting him a PS5 or an Xbox Series X? What's happening? There? <laughs> Wait, how, how how much do you think I have? Like what? <laughs> it's, it's the thing to do, though. Like, I think you have enough to buy a gift for your husband. <laughs> and Christmas. No, I'll give him something priceless. All my love. That's hey, what I can. Afford. That sounds like a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not familiar with these things, guys. I don't even know what he has. I know it's it's a PlayStation. And I don't know. Uh, so it's probably PS4. It's probably PS4. Because that's the one that's on rotation right now. Ah, okay. Yeah. And it also me. means he is a man of, of, of immaculate taste. Mm, hold, up. Said that. hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes. Precisely. 
Xbox over PlayStation. <laughs> so that's time you you going Xbox. I'm going Xbox. Like I I always want I always wanted to get the Xbox One, but you know, Marie's a problem. But you know that's I had the 360 and it was dope. Um, the PS5 I I like the PS5. I'm not like a guy who's like a hardcore Xbox fan, but I I, I like Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like I think we talked about this before for all of you who weren't there or you were all not there. Um, Ed and I were going back and forth, and I think the the, the controller for the for the for the, for the Xbox is like. It's amazing, man. It's ah, it's it's like butter. It's like you yeah. don't get that fatigue in your hand when you're holding it. I think the PlayStation controller sometimes yeah. you, know, you get that. Cramp. I definitely agree with that. The controller is better. The yeah. controller is better. So if you could give me a PlayStation with an Xbox controller that could work somehow, then probably mm-hmm. get a PS Five. But at the moment, oh, oh, and um, the reason why I'm picking the Xbox Series X over the over the PS Five is uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda. And Bethesda's got a bunch of games, and they're going to become exclusive. And then the back catalog for Xbox Pass as well is going to be really dope. So I think going into it exclusive wise, ooh, I think I think I'm going to, I'm going to lean Xbox until proven otherwise, of course. So, so I saw the Bethesda news, and I didn't it didn't move me because yo, them dudes have been making trash for a while now. What is it? Are they the guys? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. Before I like I, I I put that on record, are they the guys behind uh, Fallout? Yeah. Ah, they've been making trash, man. They need to renew <laughs> that engine. But, but, but I do hear your, your, your argument. Xbox 360 was great. Uh, Xbox One, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Ed, let's hear, let's hear, let's hear from you, man. I think, well, for me, it's it's definitely PlayStation all the way. I mean, that's where I started. Uh, the first, I think it's literally the first, you know, the Lunchbox uh, PS1, those square ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had that and it was fantastic. And uh, from there, I couldn't afford any. So we still haven't got one yet, but <laughs> but we're going to get there. Uh, the controller issue, definitely Xbox has better controllers than PS. Not sure how the PS5 controller is going to feel like, but... Um, I don't know, like, if you talk about console gaming, it just has to be PlayStation. I mean, the other guy I would be looking at in that regard would probably be Nintendo. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it. like, that's that's co- that's console gaming. Yeah, With lost. Xbox, I don't know. I, Xbox feels like a spin-off of, like, PC gaming. <laughs> like, hey, let's, let's make PC gaming kind of even more exclusive. So... Yeah, we're gonna have this whole Xbox thing right over there. So, because if I want most of, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, most of the Xbox titles are also available on PC, as compared yeah. to most of like PlayStation titles. So, yeah. so yeah, because of that, I just feel like, hey, I'll just use my PC for the Xbox stuff, and then I'll use my playstation for the playstation stuff so yeah ps5 ps5 is cool looks like a spaceship or like a, a router, router for those <laughs> like a router, yeah i knew it i knew there was one of those guys <laughs> it looked, it looked like a, a huawei or a like, tp link bro i was like nah the design is <laughs> right. what's wrong with you guys the ps4 was crazy but, when i saw it i was like that's beautiful <laughs> that's legit beautiful the ps4 looks like trash well, I mean, maybe it's because it's now we're used to it, but hey, it 
it just looks boxy, man. It looks boxy. Plastic still a design though. Like, so boxy, it's so boxy. But it's cool. Like I, I like the way it looks. Like personally, I, I like the way the PS4 looks. It's subtle and in all in all the right things. The Xbox One kind of looks like you know them old school lunchboxes we had back in the day. The one with the divide in the middle. You know, the, with the semi-transparent. Yeah, top. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Xbox One kind of looks like that. But <laughs> PS4 looks like oh, man, I was like when I saw it, I'm like ah, that, that, that's the one. I won't buy you though, but you know, you, you look good. But you know. <laughs> But I, I mean, like speaking on whilst we're on design, I really like the design of the Xbox Series X. I think probably because it's matte black. But uh, yeah, the the design of the Xbox Series X, I would love that. The aesthetic is fantastic. Uh, probably my mind will be swayed if the PS Five is a matte black version, but. Oh man, like it looks beautiful. Even with those like uh, green highlights on the top, um, yeah, yeah, on the top panels. The way that it just shifts from it just it's just amazing. I I like it. I I like that design. All right, so assume so far we said we said Shami is getting a man at PS Five. Valentine is getting an Xbox Series X. Ed is getting a PS Five. Of course, I am getting a PS5. I'm Sony through and through. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm, 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 on, I'm on the fence. I might get something else. But if if gone to my head, man, I'm going Sony. And for me, the reason is because the exclusives uh, in the last generation, at least the time here, PS4 and Xbox One, the exclusives from Sony were just, like, mind-blowing. We had, we had Spider-Man. We had God of War. That Ghost of Tsushima just had a bunch of games that Xbox guys didn't have, and these are like high quality games. So I feel like if you can't afford to go both, you might as well go where the better exclusives are. And for me, I think I'm pretty confident it's going to be the Sony. So that's that's me. No, 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 but 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 like the one thing <laughs> Sony doesn't have is you know Halo, like. Halo is nah, Halo, Halo is 2003, man. Nah, nah, Halo timeless. Halo timeless, man. Halo, Halo is eternally timeless. Like that game is, nah, nah. Like, Halo, they will remaster that game a million times, and I'll still be a fan. Like it is, it is. Did you, did you see when they tried to when I think when they when they brought out the Xbox One X mid generation, mm. it it might have come out with with the Halo or see the Halo Gears of War. It didn't help the sales. They just not, but they but the the new one is coming out with the with the new Halo game. There was some some discord about that because people didn't like the graphics. So really, there's bad news on that front. But I mean, it might be great. It might be. I I thought it was great maybe around like 2005, six when I started gaming and I was a kid. And it was one of those things I couldn't have. It was like, oh man, Halo's the coolest thing, but it doesn't run on my PC. But uh, now I don't know. I doubt. I, I, I think Halo holds its value for me, particularly. I think it's 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 one of those things. It was my introduction to gaming um, because I played it on the OG yeah, yeah, Xbox. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah, your first is always the one that you remember the most. So Halo was the one that got me into <laughs> into shooters. So I was just like, I, you know, I just, this this is the way. Although I did own a PS2, PS3, Xbox 360. I wanted the one, but you know, Mari. And then uh, PS4. I'm was tempted. I'm actually tempted to get one now, even though it's you know going beyond the generation, but just to experience. Nah, now, now it doesn't make it. Now it doesn't make any sense. You know why? Mm. Well, I would say I would say it doesn't because the price is going to be so similar to the five when it comes out, right. and the five can run four games. 
Right. So you might as well stretch. I think it's just, just for the catalog. So you should run me some funds for like marketing for them like this. But I, man, that's my 10 minutes. I think I'm going over 10 minutes. You're going to be a Sony <laughs> influencer. Okay, wow. Right. So moving, <laughs> moving away from that. My man, it, that guy. Yeah. Next. How is it going, fellas? How's, how'd it do? <laughs> you do good. <laughs> so, yeah, well, well, my topic my topic is a bit more personal because, I don't know, I just, I just love that sort of stuff. So, so in the sense of, um, it's, it, I would say it's more of a question of what, what made each of us decide, hey, this, there are these guys called Texan. Let's just, you know, send them an email or a call or a WhatsApp and be like, hey, can I be part of your team? Like, what was the journey? I mean... Uh, I guess I'll start with mine. Mine was a simple one. Um, uh, I, was, I was pretty much just, uh, just, I had just finished my, my course, my telecoms course. And I was like, hey, why not just, I was like, why not just uh, jump onto the scene and see what's out there? And I just bumped into Tegzim on these, uh, on one of the forums. I think it was actually an article on, an article they did on tell one and i was like hey let me just uh send an email sent the craziest email um i did not think i'd get a job because uh sorry about the chickens <laughs> i was not <laughs> I, was, I was not going i was not going to I, I did not even expect to 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 get a response because it was just the most outlandish email if i'm brave enough you might see it on this podcast in this section but yeah um i got a response and it was the the interview was lit i mean we talked much less about the job and much more about you know personalities so it, it was lit like it was it was so crazy and uh Pretty much that's the long and short of it. That's how I got here. But as much as I thought my story was exciting, the stories of these fellas that I have with me are, are crazier than mine. So let's hear it. <laughs> I'm not going sick in this one. All right. I'll go second. Um, so my journey was pretty interesting because, again, it was one of those, you know, shots from the halfway from the halfway line. Uh, my my email was like it's pretty crazy. I think I showed more of my conspiracy theory side and more of my you know niche crazy interest side because well I I, I I won't send it to Ed to show you guys, but what I will say is that it was delving more into how these big corporations are using stuff like the Alexa, the uh, Google's Nest, and all that to spy. So it was basically something I'd been researching on for a really, really long time and I was interested in. And one of the reasons why I don't want all these little devices I can record in the house, because, you know, they'll sell that data to corporations. And then I can just say one day, oh, right, ah, there's a nice packet of Zapnex. And then I get a Zapnex ad the next day and I, and I, I try to act shocked. And then I think the walls are raised and stuff like that. So that, that's basically what my email ad and was just, you know, uh, just basically describing we, we should be more wary about technology. So it's kind of counterintuitive to come to quote-unquote tech-based website being wary of of, of, of some um, of some tech the interview was crazy because it well i have an open phone and you know again like in that situation it's more like personality just who you are you know what what keeps mm. you ticking what do you enjoy um 
you know, things you like doing, what you're going to write about, um, you know, the team, the kind of atmosphere that's there. So I me, mean, that was, that's how I got in. Um, and it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. A very interesting ride. So, so can I ask you something like um, for you, what made you then actually email like take them in part of this uh, researching about Alexa spying on us and 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 they I do agree with you I think those guys are doing some funny stuff but mm. hey I can't prove it so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what made me apply was the question right yeah and, uh, no, like how did you how did you discover like like take them itself and yeah basically what what did make it well, I've been reading Texan for a while, actually. Uh, back when I was in college, I was still I was reading it because it was like the connection to Zim and the tech scene and the startups and all that kind of stuff. So it kept me kind of abreast of what's going on in, in, in Zim on the tech side. Um, I actually had applied to a number, a bunch of different places because, um, you know, the, the writing I was used to was, you know, you get a topic, you take a month, and then you release a Bible of information about, you know, uh, what it is, what it does and all that kind of stuff. So I was, I was used to the, to the long, lengthy style articles. So, you know, Texan was one of the places I applied to because I thought, you know, I, I have a tech side too. I enjoy tech, I enjoy all of this stuff. So why not just, you know, um, give them a try? And, you know, lucky for me, shot worked out. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Shami, you're oh, next. Cool it me or Shami? It's Shami. We'll leave oh, you for last. Me? Mm. <laughs> From second to last fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so for me, I actually applied. You know, you guys almost lost a good thing. Honestly, I I, I applied. I think for two posts prior. Imagine! Imagine! <laughs> we almost we almost missed out on you. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I applied for two. I don't, I don't even remember what the first one was. And then the second one was a presenter presenter search or something that you guys were doing. Uh, I'm gonna find that file and destroy it. I have to, but mm-hmm. I applied for that as well, and I didn't get it. And then I finally did. Um, um, last year, it's been a year, right? <laughs> yeah, you celebrated yeah. your anniversary yeah. like last month. <laughs> yeah, so that's the one. Last year, basically. Um, so what made me apply, I had been reading TechZim for a while as well, like from 2015-ish, 2014 maybe. Um, and I was like, yeah, this looks like a cool place. Like, you know, you always want to, I'm a tad bit, a tad, just a bit eccentric, just a little bit. So like, I always want to be around people who are the same. I'm not saying you guys are weird, but you're weird. So like, it's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be around people with with personalities as well i i don't know if you guys know what i mean like if you've worked at different yeah, places yeah. sometimes it's like it's tough when it's like what's too much in this environment and what's okay so i was like no nah, i think i'd fit in here you know and that's what made me send an email through yeah, please do explain to the to the people listening that it's not that we're like always swearing and then just doing what we want there is some structure <laughs> Um, not a lot, okay, but then why, why on earth would anyone assume that furry guilty conscience much? <laughs> all right, all right, let's leave it. <laughs> I'm gonna come to your defense, but yay! Yeah, she, she, she pulled a big one. <laughs> she pulled a big one. 
Ah, that's cool. That's but like, cool. So, so, so yeah, like you can go on it. Oh yeah, she she does fit in a lot, and uh, so I'm gonna make sure I save her presenter application video just before she oh deletes God. it because this, we people need to see, need to see it. it. I mean, I haven't seen it. It's I in the public domain. I'm on the inside and I haven't seen it. Uh, well, man, it was it was lit. Like that's why I need to keep it. In fact, I'm 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 going into I'm going into the place right now so that she doesn't know what place I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm gonna download. <laughs> yeah. Make sure but yeah, and, and extract the evidence. <laughs> you know, you know. But I'm also curious. I'm also curious. So, like, um, Valentine was saying that he's been reading about text. He's been reading Texim for a while, even before he he applied for the gig. Um, same with Shami. She mentioned 2014. Uh, Fatsa, I don't know when exactly you started checking out Texim. Um, I'll just confess that. I started knowing about Texim the day that I applied. So there's that. Not <laughs> <laughs> a glowing, not a glowing no, statement me, to say. Was... Sorry, sorry, Valentine. Ed's statement was not very glowing. Like, how can you figure how can you find out about a company the day? Don't you do like background just to check, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did the background on the day. <laughs> that, 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 oh my god. That's not the way you do it. You do it before. Like, okay. Hypothetical. Like, hypothetical. What if you're applying to a cult, man? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, the shot needs to be shot. I shot the shot. Good. <laughs> it turned out not to be a cult. So cool. You know, risks, sure risks have rewards. You know, I mean, I've been a Texan for what? This will be my fourth year, I think. So, yeah, it paid off. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of reading, for me, I started, I think I started reading it in 2014. At the time, I was, I'm not going to say my age, but I was still in high school. Um, and I, I wasn't like an avid reader, but I was just, I was just intrigued by the fact that there was a, a blog talking about tech in Zim. I was like, oh, this is, this is new. Because you know how access to information is in Zimbabwe. It's kind of crazy to find things especially things that are on the niche side, like finding a demand for that probably means most people don't do that kind of thing. Mm. So that's, I already knew of TechZim. And then how I got around to applying. So I was on a break. That was a few years later, still not giving the exact years so that the, the people who calculate ages and whatnot don't calculate the fact that I'm just 22. Um, so my best friend sends me a, a flyer and he's like, yo, these guys are, are, are recruiting. And it was a random flyer. It said, um, I don't remember what it said, but it said, don't send us your CV, which was great because I hated making CVs. And I was on a break and I had to make CVs because I was looking for a job. So I'm like, oh damn, this company doesn't want a CV. I'm in. So I sent a, an email, not the longest email, I think one paragraph short. And I was like, yo, I read PC Mag, I read uh, GSM Arena, I some, some funny Western sites mostly. And, and I think I'll be able to do some reviews for you guys that are amazing. So the way I envisioned it was I would come in and be reviewing things. It didn't turn out that way because there's not much to review with Zim. <laughs> but they they hit me up. They're like, yeah, man, we you sound like you're passionate. Um, come through for an interview. So 
what happens next. I'm like, okay, where are you guys? And they're like, nah, you, you have to figure that out. I'm like, oh, okay, I do? Okay, I'll figure it out. Uh, wasn't hard to do. Turns out it was actually like a 15 minute walk from a place to the office. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> I never dressed formally. I went to that interview dressed formally AF. Like I was formal AF. I was really formal. I was, I was anxious too. Got to the interview. So both my, my best friend and I applied. Uh, he did. It. So we actually went to the interview together. <laughs> and uh, he did his interview. Uh, he did his interview. Yeah. That was that. I got into mine. It was separate interviews. And then, like, I think this is where it gets a bit similar to Ed's in that it really wasn't about, because I had prepared, like, notes, like, mental notes. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm going to bring to the team, A, B, C, and D. And then it it just turned out it was really more of, like, a a personality test where they were trying to figure out Mm. what was going on with me, what was going on in my head, uh, the books I was reading. At the time, I was reading an amazingly interesting book. I forgot the name. But we'll put we'll put uh, the name in in the video podcast, um, and and I told them about this book and it just it took them by surprise because the book is kind of crazy. It had like I think talking condoms something like that. It was crazy. It interest big time, big time. And this was I think this was in in June at the time. It was June twenty seventeen. Um, I didn't get the job. I didn't get the job. So why am I telling you all this if I didn't get the job? Uh, I think my interview was so fantastic that a few months later, well, not a few months later, I think on the first of, 31st of December, 2017, which is basically, I think, six months later, uh, they, they, they then emailed me and they were like, yo, are you still around? Because at the time I was like applying for uni places. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm around. What's going on? They're like, yo, we want you to try, to try out with us. And I was like, oh, okay. What? Oh, cool. And at that time, I wasn't like even looking for a job anymore. But the challenge presented itself. And I was like, yo, I'll do this. Because if I left a lasting impression on these guys, this is probably going to be interesting. And from the interview we had had, it just seemed like it was going to be good vibes. So got into it. That's basically how I ended up at TikTok. And it's been, so I started in February of 2018. So February 2020 will be my third anniversary. That's that on that. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, the stories are amazing, eh? Especially the I feel I feel like Shami and Valentine had uh had it easy because I had a torrid time. I had a torrid time finding the address, man, because that's how Texim was. You would apply, and after you applied, they would be like, oh, okay, cool, come through to the office, and you'd be like, oh, okay, what's your address? And at that time, the craziest <laughs> bit was the dude tells me that, um, the dude being the guy who then hired me, but yeah, the dude <laughs> said... Oh, is said, chicken laughing? No, what's happening in the background? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the chicken's having a blast. He's like, I don't care what you're talking about, man. I'm gonna cluck. <laughs> so, 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 so he says, I know you have an LG G4, and I did have an LG G4, but two days before uh, I had sent the email, it had suffered the boot loop issue that was plaguing all these phones, so it was dead. It wasn't working, so I didn't have a phone. So I ended up drawing a map in, in my notepad and then using that to get to the place. Then the kicker, 
The kicker is on Google Maps, the address was there. So it was 30 Melbourne Drive at the time. Okay, okay, we understand it's the afternoon. Anyways, so the so so, <laughs> so so I saw the address and I was like, cool, let me go. But then they had not written the the number of the address on the gate. So I think I did like five, six laps down that street, you know, looking for the place. Up until I then just called them and I was like, guys, I tried. I can't find the number. I'm in this street at this place. And they're like, oh, no, you're there. It's the Black Gate, you know. So, so yeah, that was, y'all have it easy. Valentine, Shami, I mean, y'all, y'all have it so easy, man. <laughs> so yeah, reminds me No, go ahead, Fari. No, no, I was done. I said you guys didn't get to participate in the treasure hunt. No, not at all. But I, like, just like you, Fari, I was expecting, like, a really formal interview, you know, like, where it's, like, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses and whatnot. And it was nothing like that. Literally, I was waffling. Like, it was so bad. Till this day, I'm shocked that it's a joke. Like, I don't even, I don't remember what I said. (laughs) I can really relate to what you say because you know when you have a script and then something yeah. that's not on the script happens and you're like, oh my God, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. Exactly like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I can say I went into it without the whole interview thing because like with interviews, the one thing I've always known is that there is no plan. Like you either know what you're about or you don't. So... I went in and I would like most things I do, I winged it. And I was like, yeah, okay, listen. So luckily for me, it was a case that it wasn't formed at all. So I, I started talking about books, theories, philosophy, all that kind of stuff. And I, I feel sorry for the dude. I haven't listened to that for, I don't know how long that call was, but yeah, it was, it was, it was something. It was, it was fun though. It was, again, it's, it's, an, it's an interview where someone takes some interest in what you are about instead of, you know, yeah. what can you provide? So I, I found yeah. that, you know, you feel at home when you're in an environment where, you know, no, dude, it's not about, you know, what you can do. We're about you, not, you know, skills will, you know, you've got the writing, you've got everything else, et cetera. But, you know, we're about the person because that, that again translates to how well you do your job. So I was an A plus for me for that interview. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I guess the mic comes back to you. What's, what's on your mind today? Ah, guys, I have to apologize to all of you. There's nothing on my mind. Nothing at all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh you man, this is your show. We're your host. Yeah, I'm, I'm the host, so I, I can decide not to have. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I do have something that has been on my mind. So, well, again, it's going to be something that's going to bring the, the house down. I, I'm really a party pooper, so I, I think that I'm, I'm used to it by now. So, like last week, I was, you know, when you get that brief moment where you just flip through YouTube, and I was checking through this thing, well, this, this, this channel called Window Productions, it was a notification and then I just clicked on it. And then he was like, um, yeah. COVID-19 vaccine is one of the greatest logistical challenge ever. I was like, okay, right. I wasn't thinking about this, but okay, let, let's click and watch. So I was like, I opened the thing and, you know, the guy goes in the usual public health stuff, you know. And then you, at that point, you know, most people, myself included, switched off because it was one of those, I've heard this a million times, I have sanitizer on my desk. Um, you know, I wash my hands, I wear a mask. So it was one of those things that, you know, it's for me, it was second age to the point that I was like, I, I zoned up, up until the point where you got to the actual vaccines and stuff that are available. 
I was like, okay, right. So this thing's interesting. So it's like, um, well, the one was the, the Pfizer the vaccine that needs to be stored at some ridiculously low temperature. Um, and there's no way to transport it from, from point A to point B uh, right now because, you know, the box that they're using, apparently, um, the box that Pfizer designed for the vaccine uh, can only be opened two times a day for like a minute at a time. So like, because that's to be kept at this very cool temperature. And then, you know, that box itself, like it has to be shipped. The shipping part is the issue because, you know, we have to go through the cold chain infrastructure, which is basically the refrigerated infrastructure all across the world. So it's like, yeah, for, yeah. for Africa, and for, for the, the rest of the world, the, the most affluent nations, if there's no equitable distribution, it's going to be high because, you know, they will buy up the first vials, although the first million or whatever vials are going to be available. And then Africa, the issue for us is more, you know, we can't afford it if they don't distribute them. And secondly, you know, who's going to deliver this? How is it going to come? Because our road infrastructure in Africa, I won't say for every African country, but I'll speak for Zim in particular, is not the best. And then cold chain infrastructure investment as well is not the best. So, you know, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to get to a point where we, the vaccine is going to be there, but not everybody's going to be able to get it. And then he posed, well, there's a second vaccine by Moderna, which is slightly better, but then again, it still needs to be transported through this cold chain infrastructure. So again, Africa is still presented with a problem. And then he said the, 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 the Pfizer one be distributed in like uh, centra, uh, big metropolitan cities who have the infrastructure to keep them. Although hospitals don't really have that right now, but then, you know, they can build and just like companies like FedEx and DHL and all in the video, you was like Anzi, they are actually um, bolstering up and building new facilities in the event that uh, the vaccine becomes available and distributed. So that got me thinking is like, okay, you know, as much as we might think that this stuff is over, it really isn't because we're only safe when the very last person is vaccinated. And for Africa, you know, my mind was, was on that tip that, you know, vaccines gonna come, so it's gonna But then when you see all the logistical challenges that come with transporting it from A to B, like, okay, for us, this might last a lot longer. And I, I you know, people are worried about, oh, the second wave, second wave. I think if it, we might get to a point where, you know, we get into this, we get a second wave and then maybe even a third wave in Africa, just because not everybody can get, um, Vaccine on again, for everybody listening, yeah. this is why I don't talk because I go on at length. <laughs> That's my one weakness. I keep going on. Well, we on. know. We, we expected this. I don't think anyone is surprised. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is an interesting thing. Like heaps it of supply. For me, well, I wouldn't say like I have much of an opinion. What I would say is just, yeah, I'm tired yeah. of lockdown and man like i'm a social person i'd like to go out i would like to start going out again and then and, and being with people who i who i care for and, and and all that so but but also maybe maybe actually to the point of having an, an opinion what do you think um like so far africa hasn't been like like devastated by the virus to the effect that or at least sub-saharan africa is, is where i get to be confident hasn't been devastated by the virus to the effect that um uh, the other continents have. Do you think that then kind of makes it a bit okay? Like it, it becomes less, um, less devastating if we get into like the second and third wave. And I know you're not like a scientist or a doctor, but this is just that's what stood out to me. And and what do you think about that? Um. Well, the the brief, you know, read I did about epidemiology and public health and all that stuff. It gave me the impression that I think Africa kind of benefited. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! This man actually is kind of a doctor. You, you were studying something to do with, with 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Give it to us, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so basically, it, well, the, this is like three years ago when we did epidemiology and stuff like that. So I, I won't have you know accurate facts and stuff, but um, I think Africa benefited from the fact that when it was it started popping off down there, and they started doing their lockdowns and stuff, we kind of sort of followed suit really quickly. Although our traffic is not as you know as massive as you know America and and the you know United Kingdom and stuff like that. Again, this is just me speaking from from my opinion. Uh, Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, I think was helped by the fact, I think if you look at South Africa's numbers, we will show you what, if we were as connected as the rest of the world was, and Bible specifically, what we'd be going through, because yeah. they've, they've got a crazy amount of cases uh, in South Africa, and they're, they're barely holding on to, you know, not to spread the disease. But I think what will be the problem for Africa is this whole, you know, um, without regard, open up the country. I know financially, you know, Zim, you know, people are informed, we need to ask them to make money. But then again, you need to think about, you know, you can't hustle when you're not there. But then again, you can't talk on someone's point because, you know, someone's trying to find a day to day and that involves them being out there in the street. So I get that. But if we open up the country too quickly, especially South Africa, which is my biggest concern, is that, yo, we could then hit a point where it's bad. And when, when saying it's bad, Zim's medical infrastructure, I personally don't think it can cope. And I, I, I'll, be, I'll be shocked if anyone even in the medical field, who's been in there for, for 10, 15 years or whatnot, can confidently say that we can cope when, when that happens. Um, so for me, it's a case of Africa has not been hit hard yet. Like we, we did try, because I think Botswana yesterday, I was reading online, they extended their lockdown for another six months. I think that's a smart thing to do. I legit think that's a smart thing to do. I think make a plan while you're keeping your people safe, not make a plan when you have to now double back and then, you know, um, uh, lock people down again because again discontent for people like Fadi who enjoy going out the discontent of you get that opportunity to go out and have fun and then you know pops off and then you have to go back inside again it's like you get that thing you wanted to just like you know 20 minutes it almost feels like 20 minutes and you have to go back so I, I think for Africa it's a case of yet for the rest of Africa although again hey sorry guys I go on at length about things I'm sorry <laughs> I apologize uh, again I think another thing that's influencing Africa's numbers especially um, Zimbabwe upwards is testing. I don't think people are being tested extensively yeah. enough for us to get accurate data that tells us, could you know what, these are the numbers we're dealing with. I think SA is doing a little bit better at that because their numbers reflect that, yeah, it's pretty bad. But testing is kind of shrugging because when you see the numbers and you're like, there's been X number of COVID uh, positive cases. And it might be true. I'm not saying it's not, I'm saying it might be true, but I'm saying, you know, if everybody was, if there was a, a place that, or if there was a program to say everybody gets tested, uh, you can get a test for free if you go there we'll probably get a better picture of where we are at. But since we don't have that, that picture, uh, hey, bro. <laughs> nah, don't open it up. Man. Lock, 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 lock for right down. Nah, I don't want to be locked down, man. Because if you lock me down, you're, you're killing me. So that's my argument. My argument is, the thing with lockdown is, there are people who genuinely get energy off of like socializing, meeting other people. And when you lock these people down, yeah, I'm on it. Like th those people don't function. So, so I do. I definitely do understand your point, and to, at least to the point that preservation of life is like extremely important, isn't it? Yeah. But I think that the reason why people are just like kind of tired of it all is, is it's hard to like. It's not even for some people. It's not even life they're living. It's like I'm not going to work. I'm stuck in this house. It's. I don't know if I'm getting the complexity across as well as I, as I think I am. But it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. 
it's a um, difficult one. I get what you're saying because yeah. like we we people are wired differently. Like personally, for me, I don't really mind uh, being shut in, um, but mm-hmm. for 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 people who enjoy you know going out there interacting, feeding off energy, you know, just enjoying a general vibe. It's, it, it, it kind of kills it for people because I've seen most people who are really antsy to, 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 to jump on. And that's why I'm not surprised that Americans were, you know, you know, some students were throwing parties, people in the street, no mask on, because people just want to be free. But then again, you have to wait. Yeah. Like, you have to look at him like, yo, guys, listen, I can have a party today and then tomorrow morning, you know, wake up with a cough and then, you know, go being told you you're positive or wake up with a symptom. Like, cough is generalization, of course. I'm saying wake, wake up with some sort of symptom that indicates that you got it. And then, you know, your, your whole life has changed simply from just trying to express yourself from that way. I think, personally for me, well, I wouldn't speak for the, for the extroverts in the room, but I'd say, you know, find other things to do. Like, I personally <laughs> never enjoyed taking walks, but, you know, that kind of... I, okay, even introverts get stuck crazy. We do get to the point where we're like, okay, no, this is legitimately... Okay, this is a bit much now. I've been seeing the same four walls for the last 24 hours. You need to go outside. Um, but for, for extroverted people, I think it, it, it's much worse. And I think this is, you're finding other things to do, um, like things like Zoom and, you know, chill out with the homies. Like, it's, Zoom! It's Zoom, man. Chill out with Who homies. you know is turning up on Zoom? <laughs> we turned out on, we had, we had, okay, this is going to sound very unprofessional, but we had a little bit of, a, of, of, of an event, I'll put it that way, on Zoom. You know, guys, favorite, your, your favorite non-alcoholic beverages of choice, you know, sit around, chat. Video Non-alcoholic? Chat. Hey, not, it, it was cold, <laughs> not alcoholic and cold. Remove, turn up, remove, turn up from non-alcoholic. <laughs> Those two don't mix. Don't mix. <laughs> well, well let, let me just segue for a moment. I'm actually curious to hear what Shami thinks. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> for me, it's not, I, I'm managing, you know, it's not, but again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on my own and I think like for some people who are on their own or maybe with, with older people, it might be a bit of a struggle. I'm managing and like we do leave the house. So it's not, obviously we're careful, but we do leave the house. But yeah, no, I manage because most of the time I do home stuff anyway. So it's not, it's not really that bad for me personally. Uh, and I've never been a, what is it, turn up? What do you youngsters say? I'm sorry, hey, I forgot. Hey, I'm with Gen Z. Hey, hey, we're not that young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, no, I'm humanity. No one is going to... Where's the youngsters? Where are they at? Where are they at? I don't see them. Where are they at? No, so yeah, I don't know. It wasn't... I think it was like when it first started, like um, April, that was bad because it was literally... Yeah, that was because it's like, you know, there was really nowhere to go. You couldn't go anywhere, you know, and everyone was kind of panicky. So even when you were leaving, it was tense. Like, don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't smile. Like, just let's just just go. So, yeah. yeah, Because you genuinely could turn me into a zombie. You what? I said everyone was so tense because you could genuinely turn me into a zombie. You might have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, now it's not. Wait, are you guys still, like, are you not moving around in age? No, I'm moving around, man. I'm moving around. I'm, good. I'm not good. Yeah, and places around. are open, <laughs> like clubs and bars, no? Yeah, they, they open in age because um, I, I won't say where I was, but I, I was in an area. 
Ah. I was in an area where, where things were popping off. Like, I was just like, I was actually surprised because it didn't seem like anybody was like, you know, conscientious to the fact that we're in the midst of a global pandemic that could wipe us all out. But, you know, have fun. <laughs> That's the thing. But now my question yeah. is like, just my last question really is, is a second wave guaranteed though i know it's the trend right in general with most countries there's always like a second wave or whatever but it's not definite it doesn't mean that it'll like it will definitely happen Ish. Uh, um as i'm gonna speak on it on purely just off the cuff uh, and say mm-hmm. for we need data like data is the best indicator to show where we're at and like mm-hmm. i said before we don't really have too much of that or not everybody is tested like countries like south korea when the pandemic started were having these drive-through tests where you go you know drive through with your car and get the the, the nasal swab and then they do the test for you um i think if it was done on that scale then we'd probably have a better picture um this is speaking we just this is just me speaking from a, from a personal perspective that with the data i've seen and with the people i've talked and interacted with um yeah people need to get tested because people some people are getting tested multiple times like um there's this photographer I follow on Instagram who posts uh, a COVID test every week or so because he, he has to go around a lot of people and do photo shoots and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, that even in America, they've got data that kind of supports the fact that well, where, where are we at now? In Zim, personally, not so confident in the fact that we can say a second wave won't happen. Um, it's, it's the trend, you know, but uh, if, if we, like I was saying, if we open it up, you know, expect the worst and pray for the best. It's already open, though. Oh, yeah, but wait. Ah, yeah. Schools schools have opened, and they're opening in phases and whatnot. That was a mistake, though. Like, I get the whole, you know, let's get kids back into school. Let's not hold people's future back. But when I was in high school, I couldn't trust myself with 20 bucks, let alone the safety and security of everybody else. Now you're going to let these guys legit ask them to wear masks (laughs) and stuff. Yo, bro, nah, 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 nah. Create a whole Ah, that's what you're saying. No, I'm going to do niggas. Can't come oh, home. Ah, your kids are going to be petri dishes. I'm telling you this, especially, you know, uh, O-level, A-level guys, because they're already done with life because, you know, this year was bad and then you have to go do exams and they're going to just throw caution to the wind. And I'm not saying they're going to do that. This is, my, this is what I think they're going to do. They're going to throw caution to the wind. I'm like, hey, bro, listen, you know, only live once, but nah, schools, nah. Nah. Oh, the horror. The horror. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me let me contextualize why I'm why I'm so skeptical. Because when I when I was in in, in university um, in Ukraine, there was a measles outbreak, and then that shut things down for like a couple of weeks. I think we didn't go to, to class for a couple of weeks, and that brought me to the whole you know that these things are real, and those guys were legit seriously serious about it. They were like, "Man, you guys can't come." It's not in the outbreak. I think it was at the time measles. when they shut. Yo, did you say measles? Yeah, man, measles. <laughs> it was twenty. In Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine, bro. <laughs> You can't remember, yeah, remember. That sounds scary. That scary sounds strange. Scary as hell, man. Because, like, remember. No, but it did happen. Yeah. Because I still remember, like, when I was in high school, was it in, um, I think it was in 2009. Yeah, around 2009. I remember we got. So we got, we got vaccinated for, like, uh, H1N1, uh, that swine flu thing when it came through. Then we also got vaccinated for. for Oh man, is me is measles guiripiti, but yeah, one of those, <laughs> one of those. We we got like. Uh... <laughs> you know what to laugh? So, Sh- Shami, did you did you also live through a measles outbreak? 
<laughs> not through me, not through measles. No, ours was uh, lice. <laughs> that's what that, 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 that's, uh, that's, that's a really <laughs> yeah. And no one was worried. No one cared. People were still all over each other. No one like it was. I was like, are you guys not scared? Like, <laughs> no one cared. No. Not even a where were you? Were you guys at like boarding school? Well, for me, it was boarding school. I don't know the other guy. Yeah, let me tell you, it says Ukraine. What about Shani? Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where were you, man? <laughs> that must be crazy. Where, where the people who weren't going through measles and, and lice were? That's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but technically you lived through a, a global a global pandemic because HIV has been around since the '80s, so you technically lived through something. Well, not technically, definitely lived through something like that. '80s. HIV, man. '80s, I was. It's still there. '80s, my parents were like ten, man. Ah, but it's still there though. It's still a problem. So you can yeah. say you did live yeah. through it. And now I have a proper pandemic. Oh, not that HIV is not proper, like. A one like we lived through like proper proper like COVID. So not that it's a good thing. Ah, but it's, it's a story yeah. to tell your kids when you when you when you when you're older. Like y'all didn't see anything. We were locked down. We washed our hands. Like like nobody believed, man. Like hygiene just became yeah. such a, <laughs> such an interesting part of your life. Like I, there was a meme that said, um, "What are you gonna tell your kids about 2020?" And the guy was like, "We washed our hands a lot." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my kids are gonna think that I was a Chuck Norris of my time. Yeah, you're gonna be spicing. Gonna be spicing the story. I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm already planning it. I'm writing it down, making my mental notes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. I, I think we may have time for one more thought. I'm picking Shami again, because she's been too quiet. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. We done close to an hour. I'm, I'm perfectly fine now. All right, Shami, you got anything else, or can we sign up? Uh, I think we can sign out. All right. You got work to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, it's work day. I keep forgetting that. All right, guys. Um, you know? Brian, Edwin, it was good having you guys on. We're going to do this as often yeah. as possible because, you know, we really get to talk like this at all. So this 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 was fun. Um, so I'll, I'll let you guys sign off individually. Uh, Valentine, saying goodbye. Um... Right, peace. Talk to you next week. I was literally waiting for Fadza to go in second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, whilst we're at it, uh, this is this is Ed. Um, You're just gonna see me in the next video, so yeah, see you there. Subscribe to my channel. It's our channel, Ed. No, it's mine. I make the videos. <laughs> Our channel. <laughs> All right, and this is Shami. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, guys. So, see you again around about the same time next week. Peace out. <laughs>